Verstappen against Leclerc. The Dutchman, the world champion, who was on pole here this time last year, crosses the line now, and he misses out on pole. It's Ferrari that get pole position in Bahrain. Charles Leclerc will hear the cheers of the crowd. He won't see the celebrations in the garage, but he, but he will feel the Scuderia applauding loudly. Ferrari back on pole position. When we did this last week, you said you weren't excited yet. Today was quali. Did you feel different when you woke up? No, not really. I wasn't that excited. I was amped, but I wasn't as excited as I thought I'd be. And it didn't feel like it was that great of a quali. Maybe I just don't like Bahrain. I never really did like Bahrain. Do you think maybe because it's the first uh, race weekend of the, of the year and maybe there's no real stakes? I only felt anything the last two minutes of Q3. I think it has to do with, like, we don't know where cars are going to be in two weeks. I think so so many cars are behind in development. Like, I think I'll be more excited when we get into the bulk of the season. But it was good seeing quality. Like, definitely better than when you were trying to hype a preseason. Like, preseason's whatever. But I had, it was overall fun, but I wasn't as excited as I thought I'd be. But I think that's because I don't think Mercedes is where it's going to be. I think Red Bull has some developments. I think Ferrari, like, I, and I also think, like, Alpha Males is, like, going to drop down. But. Those are just a couple of thoughts quickly, but yeah, it, it's amazing to finally be back. It was a long off season. I mean, it wasn't long, but it feels long when you're talking about it every day mm-hmm. before we jump into quality, just some housekeeping. There's finally closure from Abu Dhabi. We can all move forward. Uh, they've put a stamp on it. The championship is official. Uh, they have summed it out to human era. Yeah. It's so. called Michael Massey. That's what they should have just called it. So uh, Toto said uh, he's happy that it's uh, done behind us. We can move forward. And yeah, good to know. Yeah, so do you want to start with Mercedes, Ferrari, or Red Bull? What do you want to start with? Well, before we jump into any of the big teams, should we just put this out there that Aston Martin didn't make it out of Q1? That's your team. I know that we're missing Seb. But, no, but it's but, but, not looking good but that's for Aston your, But that's Martin. your squad, though. Is there a world where Aston Martin is 10th this did, year? Didn't I call them, like, 8th or 9th this year? You did. But is there a world where they're 10th? Because Listen, we know that Haas ain't okay. going to be 10th, bro. They might be. Listen, it's so early. It is so early. I think that we got to kind of take everything with a grain of salt. I think Aston Martin will have some developments. I think every team's come with developments, as I said earlier. Um, yeah, I mean, it's bad today. But I, I'm not ready to make any decisions on the year yet. For any team. And the other thing is, uh, it's obviously apparent that McLaren has struggled. Uh, I thought that I made this ludicrous take that Danny Rick was going to be third. He Mm -hmm. finished 18th. -hmm. A lot of understeering. Should we be concerned about McLaren? No. I think every team's figuring it out. I think I'm I'm giving every team to like five or six races in. And then we can start making some real proclamations about the whole year. And if you should be worried. Um what we can talk about more on this episode is obviously qualifying and what kind of you're worried about in terms of teams and what they got to fix and where you see kind of the trajectory. So and quality is different than race pace. Yes. So I was going to say that, but um, let's get into a team and then we can kind of go from there. Well, I think we should start with Haas before we get into the big ones. And Why Haas, bro? Listen, K-Mag, 
the first time Haas has gone into Q3 since what Brazil. It's such 19. a monkey wrench. Like I, I don't want to harp on these teams that like. At the end of the day, the beginning of the season was going to have a bunch of variables. Haas is going to have a good, if they have a good two. Let's talk about Haas in depth when we get to week five and they're still there. But shout shout out to Haas. They did have a good opening weekend so far. Mick Schumacher does not look like he's far off paces from Magnussen, which is encouraging for a second year driver. And Magnussen has so much experience. So I think that's very encouraging for Haas. I think Magnussen looks pretty good. Um, Maybe they were right picking Magnussen over Hulkenberg. And I think that Magnuson's a perfect teammate for a young driver like Mick because he's not going up against someone who's there because of daddy's money. Yeah, I mean, uh, Lance Stroll. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, th- just the last thing I'll say on on Haas. We'll get into Haas as, as This is what I think Haas more. is. Early, early impressions. They are what Racing Point was two years ago. They're a copycat of Ferrari. We'll see what happens. But I, 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 like I said, I'm reserving judgment, specifically like giving teams trajectory throughout the year till the till the fifth week so i i'm really hesitating on making any calls this early okay well let, let's let's start with mercedes okay so a i want to first put this out there george russell had a faster lap in both q1 and q2 than he had a q3 he simply missed the corner he had a bad lap i don't want to hear anything about valtteri bots is better than george russell he had a bad lap but the one thing that is apparent is that George is not in Lewis's class yet. Every single qualifying, Q1, Q2, Q3, Lewis was ahead of him pretty much the whole time by at least two tenths to four tenths of a second. So it shows you the reigning champ is still better than his teammate. Definitely. And we all uh, saw in testing, there was uh, quite a few examples of George being faster. But once we got to Saturday, Mr. Saturday himself, it's a challenge. You're going up against a seven-time world champion. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Saturday on a bad team does not compare to going up against one of the, arguably the GOAT, depending if you pick Schumacher or Lewis. So it's a little different, but I think this this weekend is all about damage limitation for Mercedes. You're not winning this race. You're not, and with, with George starting in ninth, uh, we'll see what his race pace looks like to climb up. I think Lewis starting in fifth, I believe that he'll have a, a pretty good chance at challenging um, Perez for fourth, but I think it's going to be a clear... I don't think he has a chance challenging Perez. You don't think so? No, not at all. I don't think he has zero shot challenging Perez unless something happens at the beginning of the race. This is why I'll put it out there, right? So this is one thing that I thought about and something I put out. Red Bull has the best long run pace. Like... We can talk about this in depth, but I think they're going to beat Ferrari. I think Max and Perez will have a better long run pace than Ferrari does. Like their car has shown to have better long runs in practices. So I am leaning on towards that more than I am Red Bull having better position on the track. I think that it's clear this race tomorrow, not the season, this race is going to be a Ferrari Red Bull. There's Mercedes will not challenge for a podium unless something drastic happens. I, I also think you got to look at like, who are you trusting to win, Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc? Like, and, and it's not like Charles and Max are far off. They're not. Like, Max Max is off was off of him by what point one two six or something. Yeah, like that. and I think Max looked better in Q one and two than he did in in that yeah. in that final lap. But, but also, it's cra- it's crazy because since we've been doing the pod, it obviously hasn't happened, and we know why. But Ferrari's one three, bro. Yeah, I mean. It's great to see Ferrari, but let's we can get back to Mercedes. I mean, you came on here and saying, "Well, Carlos Sainz says until qualifying," and you're confident Mercedes had an extra trick up their bag. 
How are you feeling after the first qualifying? I thought that there was a chance watching practice this morning that they were literally pulling the biggest disguise and trick ever. Um, but obviously, quality showed that they weren't lying and that there's a lot of work to be done because they're about, they're really about three quarters of a second behind. No, they're half a second behind. I guess if, if you balance out George. They're half yeah. a second behind. Lewis is half. half. Yeah, Lewis is half a second behind. That, that's what I think. So over the course of 23 races, I'm sure they're going to find that half. Yeah, but that's not what I'm asking. I'm like, are, are you generally, are you generally thinking that they're at a worse place or are you thinking that, hey, this is just the start of the season? It's definitely, they've, it's definitely concerning, but they fixed the porpoising. They're still bouncing a little bit, but they are bouncing as much. They've yeah. managed to fix that. And, from what people that are engineers and understand the space have said is their innovative design will just the science behind it. If they can unlock that will be leaps and bounds ahead of everyone. So that was my thoughts. I'm actually not worried at all because I asked you if they're in a worse place or it's just the beginning. Of the season. It's just the beginning of the season because they haven't figured out their car and they're half a second behind. Which is crazy. Yeah, so you got to think when they figure out the porpoise because they're bouncing more than any of the top teams. Like when you look at Ferrari Red Bull, they're bouncing, but not as much as Mercedes. Once they figure that out, they'll unlock another two tenths, three tenths of a second. Then once they actually figure out their car design, it is going to be scary for the rest of the grid. I, I'm, I would not panic, but that's a big if. That's if Mercedes figures it out, which I have full confidence because they're the eight-time eight constructors. So... But if, like, Red Bull fans, Ferrari fans, you guys should be worried if they figure this out because they, a lot of people have said they can unlock a lot more out of this car once they figure out some of the problems they have. And I don't think they're far off. Like, their problems aren't that, aren't, aren't that big from what kind of the chatter is around. They're five or six problems away, but they're not major problems. They're not major problems. Uh, I have full confidence in the team just because when you've won eight constructors, you're going to be ahead. When is a panic time, though, for Mercedes? I think if we are if we are going into race number four and we're seeing what happened today in quali, it, it's going to be worrisome. You'd be a little worried. Okay. Um, Not much more to talk about Mercedes, is there? No, I, I do want to jump, before we get to Ferrari, jumping to Red Bull. So, you know, I said that I could see Lewis challenging uh, Prez. Uh, I know you said no. That Red Bull looks and obviously we have spoken about this but it looks like it and max were made for each other yeah it's tailor made for max i mean and max looks so comfortable in the car more comfortable i would say than the ferraris uh with all of the different regulation changes you can see that the cars aren't as smooth as they were well, in max previous makes years. effortless he's the only driver i can say that looks like he still has a car that's on rails but isn't that concerning though it is because Max is really damn good. No, I mean, isn't that concerning for Red Bull? Is he has such a grip on the car, but he's barely beating Ferrari. Yeah, but we know that, like we said, tomorrow in the race, who do you feel more confident with? I understand Charles, race pace, but I'm saying yeah. how much more are you going to unlock out of your car? I th but I think Max had a back Q3. I understand that, but how much more? How much better do you think he got? That's like where even, if, even if he won, what, what, how much do you think he would have won by 0.2? Oh, it's two so tenths. marginal. Exactly. So let's say he actually got them. He, he had a bad Q3 and he got two tenths ahead of Charles. Well, 
great. They look strong to begin with, but we talked about how Mercedes car has massive developments to go. That's where and if I, I don't Red know Bull, you should if be worried Bull. because the the potential or the upside on Red Bull doesn't from what we know just early on, it doesn't well, look that great. Well, I'll Mercedes give you more has a lot of upside. Let me give more context to our listeners. So Christian Horner said he thought they'd be behind right now, right? And that's fair because I don't think any team thought they'd be this far behind if I'm being completely realistic. But when Christian Horner does get his real upgrades, because I'm sure Red Bull has something big on the way for week five, week six, week seven, whenever that comes up. Especially summer break. So whenever, that, whenever their big upgrade comes out, is it going to actually apply in the real world like Mercedes designed? That's what you got to ask yourself. Right now, we've already seen Mercedes major design, which they're tweaking, which has a lot of performance that can get out of it. So I'm more confident that even if Red Bull does have a big upgrade in the way, they're going to be behind because they're going to be trying to figure it out when you have to apply it to a real race. Well, Mercedes is doing that right now. So I am actually very concerned for Red Bull long-term this year. Not only am I concerned, but they're the team that is so cocky, so arrogant, so full of shit that this is the stuff that they can almost, it can almost help Mercedes because they can start feeling too good about themselves. At the end of Quali, Max Verstappen was interviewed and the question was, are you feeling good about the fact that Mercedes doesn't have the pace? And he literally was like, it feels great. Yeah, I mean, but that's just being on a Mercedes toe you know, for so You know, typically, long. though, Max would have said, yeah, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. This yeah, is but, the first time I've seen Max actually embellish but they and embrace say, the fact that... But they didn't say anything about, are you worried? It's just, how does it feel? It feels great. Like, he answered how it felt in the moment. Like, I don't think he's saying that they're going to be behind all year. He's just saying it feels great to actually know our pace is better at this moment. So I, I'm not looking too and much And also you saw what he said about their car. He says, based on their comments, he thinks they're going to finish dead last, whatever that means. That was a, that was sarcastic. Of course. But he also said their car is awful. I mean, that's sarcastic. That's him saying, yeah, they're so bad. They've been so bad since 2017. Yeah. Like they've yeah. been sandbagging. I, I'm not going to paint out Max Verstappen to be this villain when everything he's done is saying, Mercedes will figure it out. We should be worried about. He's showing respect to them. All he said is, "If you beat your number one competitor, you say in this moment it feels great." I'm I'm not mad at what he said because okay. he just says it feels great. But we got to talk about Red Bull more. Are you believing in their race pace, or do you think that Ferrari has a better race pace? Ferrari has shown from damn Barcelona that they are reliable and that they have a quick car. So. I think that's going to transition to race pace and they're going to be able to outlast. But did you look at long run pace? I didn't. Red Bull has the best long run, long run pace in, in preseason and FP. So that's, that's where I'm, we're going on and we'll talk about it in a little bit later, but um, other Red Bull notes quickly. Checo. I, I, I don't know about Checo, but I mean, he wasn't bad. He was what? 0.26 off of Mac off of uh, Charles. I yeah. think so. He was like he was like two 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 hundredths of uh two tenths of a second off. Like compared to Max Verstappen, that's kind of what I expect. I think people are gonna make him to seem bad, but they're gonna make him seem bad. But and I think I he think finished it's where he's also to. easy to say, man, wouldn't it be better if through all of this you had just kept Gasly? Well, who knows how Gasly performed, but I mean I don't even want to talk about Gasly. What are your thoughts on Checo's? Like how do you feel about Checo today? Checo's uh, driving a car that's not made for him. That that's a big thing, yeah. And he's what two tenths? He was about I think it was uh two hundred two hundreds. No, two tenths and like point two six off. Yeah. So it's like that's we all know that Max is probably 
the best best qualifying lap out there. So, I mean, it, you can't be upset at it. Yeah, I know. So you're 0.26 off a car that's designed for your teammate, and your teammate is considered the best driver in the world at this moment. So, I mean, I think he finished Pretty damn good. I, I feel like he slotted in his expectations. But a lot of people are going to make it out to seem like Checo sucks. And that's the one thing I want to say is, like, I think he, he, had a, he had a very solid qualifying. And you've heard him say multiple times that the car was made for Verstappen, this specific car. And it makes sense. Like, he's the he's, his feedback, you're going to take most as a team. Like, you're going to take back your best driver's feedback so he has the best chance to win. And, and you're going to have to adjust the car for Perez as the year goes on. Like, I'm pretty sure the, the Mercedes car is more geared towards Lewis than it is towards George's driving style. I would agree. But course. I think Red Bull's a lot more, like, direct about it. Like, our car is designed for Max, where Mercedes takes input from both drivers, but they might favor Lewis 60. Mercedes still prioritizes constructors championship i they think do. red bull is still trying to prioritize max. but at the end of the day who you, you as a driver you're the one that giving feedback so whose feedback are they giving uh, take they take more max of course and then well well it's not max i'm talking about mercedes thing like it's a given that max is the main driver at red bull and their his feedback is the most important but i would say mercedes probably 70 30 60 40 on lewis's input compared to george's yeah but when you have a newcomer as opposed to someone who's been with the team for as long as Lewis has. But it doesn't even matter. Gonna, even if it was Bottas and Lewis, or if it was Lewis and Nico, I think they'd always favor Lewis more because of course. he's a seven-time champion. So I, I I think ultimately what the main point of this was that Checo had a great, a, a very a solid. Great, great qualifying. It, I didn't expect anything more, anything less. I think he did his job. And then I think uh, we can pretty much move on to Ferrari, right? The Talking about being scared... The fact that Carlos Sainz finished third and he said he struggled out there. He said he's still trying to figure out the car. He's still trying to learn it. When he figures it well, out... I'm going to tell you this. That's both drivers, though. Charles did, they felt like it wasn't a good ride for him, too. Man, are we going to see Ferrari win? I don't think so. I think Mercedes will still win. I, I like. I'm staying with my my prediction in Mercedes. Like, I'm not make, making any decisions. Like, they're not early. changing till week five, but... It goes back to my point about Red Bull. Is like, Max looks so comfortable in the car, and he talks about how the car was pretty, like, he's been on record saying it's not that hard to handle, right? Yeah. But Ferrari says that the car's been hard to handle. Mercedes obviously has issues, so it's like, you're barely in the game with Ferrari. Maybe long pace, you have your long pace is better, but in qualifying pace, strictly from what we've seen today, you're just right there with Ferrari, whether you're a little ahead or a little behind. And they're not even comfortable. So Red Bull could be peaking at the start of the season. Listen, I'm not saying that is it, but those are those are things we have to watch for the season. Like that is a big thing we'll be talking about. Well, not we, but I will specifically be looking at the show uh, on the show because I don't know if Red Bull is peaking or if Red Bull is just ahead of the game and everybody has a a lot more to gain. Yeah, and we know that this is a sport that as much of it happens on the racetrack, a lot of it is also mind games. It's a it's all just mental and and. There could I be think, a lot think, of a lot of tricks. I think the real thing this year, I don't think it's more driver. Like, you know how they put an emphasis on drivers this year? I think 2022 is all about the engineering. Yeah, and this year. I think I think driving. this constructor championship will really be about the constructor. I mean, when you see some of the onboard cameras of the corners and you see how difficult it is to maneuver the steering wheel and the understeer and the oversteer. Guys are, it's work. Do you remember when we talked about when you're like, they can do 100 laps or they're putting 100 laps a day? I'm like, guys' necks are sore. Like, you hear Hulkenberg and Magnuson talking about their necks being sore. That's a, it's a rough sport, man. It's crazy. But I really think that um, 
this this championship will be decided by a constructor. Next year will be a drivers. Because whoever comes up with the best car this year will win. I don't think it's... Drivers will make a uh, probably about a 30% impact. I think 70% impact is going towards the type of car they build. Yeah, I could definitely see that this year it being... More of a Way factor more game. focused and emphasized on the construction. It's a factor game. Like, it's a factor game. Like, whoever comes up with the best car will win. That's, that's generally what I think. I think next year you'll see a lot more battling between drivers because cars will be figured out and you'll get, like, they'll, they'll figure out a lot of these issues, so. But I think for overall, just for the Ferrari team, like, the Tafasi, Benato, they should feel happy because there has been so much pressure on them. They took... They took last year to really focus on this year, and they've delivered. Well, you can check off box point half of a box of one out of uh, 23. Yeah, and you know, just on that 23, uh, CEO of F1 said there may be only 22 races because they don't know if they can find a replacement for the 23rd. For race. Russia? Yeah. Uh, they'll find it. They'll probably put in stupid Red Bulls ring again. I would be so mad because it's just not fair. Oh, I don't think it's... No, I just think... Uh, Neutral track. No, I'm fine with that. I mean, Mercedes has their track in Silverstone. All all the UK teams is Silverstone. Like, that's not Red Bull's track. So, maybe you bring it back to Silverstone. I don't know. But um, we'll see what happens. I'm not worried about uh, any team yet. Like I said, I'm not making any decisions. But I will talk. Uh, we're more going to talk about what we see recently. So, I think it was really good to see Charles Leclerc at the pole, though. You know, I said that he'd be he's the better of the two. He's going to get a race win this year. He will. Are you still sticking on, like, are you still thinking he only has about three wins this year, like, even after day one? Are you willing to increase that number? You're, like, you're not. No, making, I'm not budging on it. You still think it's only three races? Yeah, because it, it is going to be a challenge between those three teams. We're yeah. going to, you know, we've seen the the last year how close it was between two teams and then the drop-off to third. This year, those three constructors are really going to be in the mix. Are you worried about McLaren? I am. They ha- the they've I'm had issues. They had the braking issues. They fixed that. Today, it was the understeer. Um, they need to figure this stuff out, and they need to figure out quick. And the pressure on Zach Brown, I'm sure he's sweating. Yeah, they also went with the pull rod setup. So, I mean, but Red Bull did too, but Red Bull's doing well. What I will say about McLaren is I thought Lando had a very underwhelming weekend. Uh, sorry, day. That could be because of the car. But he obviously outperformed Danny. But... I don't know why I expected Danny to make it to Q3 because he hasn't been in the car and he didn't do any practice. Because he didn't practice. And that. I mean, he's also, like, he recovered from COVID in a few days. Like, and, we he, know. and he had it bad. So, like, yeah. I, I'm not worried about McLaren, like, as in terms of they'll have a bad year, but I'm worried about the car development. That's what I'm worried about. You definitely will be worried if, you know, second race, if you've got Alex Albon out qualifying a McLaren, it's not a good look. I'll yeah. give I'll give McLaren and I'll give Danny the benefit of the doubt because of circumstances, but you can't see that again. Williams yeah, I mean, is you the also have to look car. at this too. They only had one development, like in Bahrain, they only had one car developing. Mm-hmm. Like they're behind the ball, like because they didn't have two cars to pull data from, right? So I get it. They're behind. I'm a little worried, but I'm not like panicking. I guess that's the right way to say it. I mean, I that is what it is. Anything else you kind of want to talk about Ferrari, McLaren? I think we kind of covered those top that, four. I think that's it. We should probably just touch on other wins, like from individuals. I know Valtteri Bottas had a great day. Alonso. Showing. Alonso. So let's talk about Valtteri. He looked good I, yesterday. He looked good. But realistically, the Alfa Romeo looks like it's a quick car. It's Ferrari. 
Yeah, it looks like it's a quick car. All the Ferraris look good. But we and all we, know Valtteri's a good qualifying driver. I was just about to say that. There's nothing to be surprised here about. Okay. Valtteri's a good qualifying driver. Yeah, he is. Do you think George or Valtteri finishes higher tomorrow? Oh, George finished. He's, George is a better racer. You think George is a better racer? I do too. Listen, you, George you, is in ninth. Alonso's in eighth. You've got Mag in seventh. Bottas in sixth. I am going to say that George Russell will have a top six finish. Okay. I like it. So let me put this in the air. Um, actually, let's go through some more wins before we do. Who else do you want to put a win? I also want to give a win to Pierre, though. I think that I thought the Alpha Tori was looking good. I haven't paid too much attention to Alpha Tori, to be honest with you. That's oh, why Yuki I had, didn't get out of Q1. So, yeah, so that's my point. I thought that Alpha Tori was having, having a good start to the year so far. That's why I had Pierre in my, uh, my top three. But apparently, because I haven't been following them that well, they have had a struggle. And you see the gap between Pierre and Yuki. And Yuki, Yuki also didn't get had the reliability drive. issues. Y- Yuki didn't yeah. get the drive this morning, so that is a little fair. But I think that's still a great d- drive from Pierre. Like, you got to give some shout-outs to Pierre for that. Joe kind of expected it. I know you thought Val- he beat Valtteri this year. I did not expect that at all. But, I mean, even the fact that he got into Q2, that was promising. Yeah, so, but you, it's either the Alfa Romeo car is really fast because Valtteri did so well, and Joe's bad. Or he's, well, he's a rookie, so he's making his mistakes. Or Valtteri Bottas is really good in this Alfa Romeo. He put, he put out a stellar... You can't... We can't have both. It's either the, Al, the Alfa Romeo is a really good car and Joe underperformed or Valtteri overperformed and the Alfa Romeo is a bad car. I think Valtteri overperformed. That's because a fair statement. the though. thing is, if Valtteri was in this Mercedes car... I, I mean, if we look at Valtteri last year and Valtteri this year, like this sixth finish, that is like so on like... Brand? On brand for Valtteri. Yeah. Um, what about Schumacher? Went to Schumacher or no? Did you feel you know, strong? I know you said it was promising, but I think Mick was off by like a second and seven, one point seven off of Magnussen. That's because he he pulled he 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 lost the steering. He lost, lost the steering. Yeah. Yeah. When he when he got eliminated, but it, uh, he did look close. Obviously, in he was about Q1. point he was about point two to point three off. But of I think time. that K Mag is really gonna help Mick's development. I've, he was about point two to point three off during Q one, and he just. He lost it on in Q two, so I'm not I'm not worried about him at all. Um, let's talk about this because I think that this will be a big part of actually tomorrow. So, you know how we talked about something happening being drastic on how Mercedes would get the podium. This is a thought that came into my head. The grid may just look completely different because of reliability. Mm-hmm. We saw what happened to Alpine. We saw what happened to Haas with their hydraulic issue. Yep. We could have Red Bull have mechanical issues because it's 50 laps. We could have Mercedes have mechanical issues. We could have all this have mechanical issues. So That's why you love tomorrow, race day. No, no, no. This is different. You can't say racing. And F- uh, last year, we didn't have to worry about cars just blowing up because they blew up. Yeah. This year, we have to worry about we that. We got to worry about lockups. We got to worry about just handling. We got to worry about reliability. Like, there, we could, the first pit stops it, under pressure, I think... There are so many variables that can impact tomorrow's Yeah, race. but pit stops have nothing to do with the reliability thing. I'm talking about how oh, Alpine's... You're pitting. No, I'm talking about how Alpine's car blew up because it hit the purposing too hard. I'm talking about how the hydraulic issues on Haas happened. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Alfa Romero had reliability the issues before. Or, and, sorry, the oil and power steering issue that Yuki had. Yeah, so, you know, I'm saying, like, these cars have actual issues. The pit stopping is a human thing. That's always been a part of the game. But this... Specific race in the next couple races until teams figure out their issues. But the pit stopping is also an adjustment because you're moving different wheels. Yeah, but that's not... I'm arguing with the reliability of the car. Gotcha. 
there's a lot of question marks on the reliability of these cars, and we don't know anything about them because they're brand new. So it will be a very interesting first four to five races until these teams figure things yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, who who also had clutch issues? Um, there's no, that, been so many problems. Yeah, I mean, that that's the whole thing, right? Like, I am very curious to see how many cars DNF tomorrow. It'd be very interesting. You know what? It... it Definitely, I wouldn't be surprised if there were no flags but DNFs. No, there's going to be flags. Someone's going to, someone's going to, you saw Charles spin out. Yeah. An FP3. Practice, yeah. Like, there's definitely going to be a flag. It might be yellow, but I, I for sure think there'll be a flag. But even irrespective, like no major instance, there'll be DNFs just from reliability. I think so too. So let's go to this. You talked about pitting. Obviously, I think that's an issue. I didn't think it was a mechanical issue. How many teams have a pit stop error, you think, tomorrow? Um, and by error, a little bit more than four, four seconds. Not a. I think pit, that. Um, I think that out of all the teams, so obviously every team pits. I think thirty percent, three teams have pit errors. I think that's a very fair number. What's the new? What's the issues with? Like, I, well, I won't say what's the issue. What is kind of the concerns with pitting this year? What are the new changes? I don't haven't looked into it. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're you're asking human beings. To remove a tire that's five inches bigger. Oh, you're talking about how they changed. I thought there was a new process or something. No, like, it's just because they're different it's just, tires. You know, and no matter how much you practice, we all know no matter what you do in life, you can practice, but when you're in the actual competition, it is different. So I think that there'll be some hiccups. You think there'll be some hiccups because the beginning? Yeah, that, I think that's fair. Um, which which car DNFs first? You think which which team? Williams. You think Williams? I think Latifi. Will have some sort of I, something. I actually think Williams will finish okay because I think they're just gonna try to finish the race. You know, how some teams yeah. just try to finish a race. I think they're one of those teams. You think Haas will? I think Haas is having issue yeah. for sure. They've had lots of little yeah. issues. But is that a Ferrari thing? This is the thing where it's like okay, well the Ferrari teams looked good, but it's not necessarily the power units that are causing these issues. The hydraulic is part of it, isn't it? The hydraulic issue. I think it was... Is connected to the power unit? I think there was some... No, that was... Sorry, that was Yuki's thing. That was yeah. Yuki's issue. That was so Ferrari. You, that was yeah, we don't know what the reliability is going to look like long-term, especially in a full race. Yeah, that's the whole thing. But what they've said about Red Bull is Red Bull's put in the most laps with Ferrari, and they've had the best pace, and they've had very minimal issues, other than Checo spinning out himself. Like, Checo's been... Have his own things. But that's why I'm very confident in Red Bull pulling this off. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're looking at a one-two... Red Bull and a three Ferrari. What, what do we have to say about the only Renault engine on the track? So, obviously, Alonso got into Q3. They look strong. Ocon to Q2. Um, how, do you think, how do you think they fare tomorrow? I think they have a good... I think, like, I think Ocon and Alonso will score some points, barring reliability issues. I think they'll both finish around 8 They've also had some reliability issues. I mean, we saw their whole side blew out. But I'm going to give you a hot take now. Well, it's not really that hot because it won't happen. Ocon extended long-term. But if Ocon did not extend long-term, I think Oscar Piastri would be taking the spot next year. Yeah, and not just Oscar, but they have this other French driver, and obviously they're a French team. He's so young, though. But they say it's a given that he's going to be taking a seat there. Yeah, but he's still got to go through the F2 ranks. Like, I think he's they still had, time. Obviously, they lost Cyril. New management came in. So the fact that Ocon was able to extend with new management, that's a huge sign that they trust him. Yeah. It's I, always hard when you've got someone like Cyril who loves Ocon. My issue is like, I just think Alonso's better than Esteban. I mean, of course. <laughs> so, but the thing is, is that if Alonso's better than Esteban at the age of 41, 
It's like, what do you think Esteban's really going to develop into? Yo, it's the fact that he's a race winner, bro. Hey, I don't care if he's won one race, bro. He's never, winning, he's never winning a championship. No. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to go over in terms of just talking points, or should we get into the the last part of our episode? Um, no, I think that I, we've covered pretty much everything for quality. There's something that I'll like. I just bring up like a fun fact at the end, but we'll bring it up now. We're just it's gonna not talk. related to quality, but okay. Well, we'll bring it up now. We're just gonna talk about our predictions uh, next. I did actually learn something in Drive to Survive. What did you learn? That based on where the team, the constructors finish, is how the garages are yeah, lined it's either up. One, the you, I picked it first so if you're the last, end. you got to walk all the way to the. It just depends where it is. I mean, it depends where you want to set up. So first, it's literally in order. First yeah, to yeah. Ten. But you can either take the back or the front of the grid. Yeah, because Mercedes will either say, "I want the front or the back," depending on how it's advantageous. So if you're tenth, that you literally have to make the longest walk. For yeah, race. I mean, it depends. It, you might have to make the shortest walk because Mercedes might think race-wise it's more advantageous. Yeah, it just depends on where they set up because they might think being at the back half, even the racing lines at the front half. Is more advantageous to pitting, so it's like it all depends on what Mercedes. All these little nuances is. that make a difference. Why'd you learn that from Drive to Survive? You didn't they notice brought that. Brought it up. I, I didn't notice. You didn't it. notice that Mercedes was always beside Red Bull, and then then it was McLaren. Yeah, I never picked up on that. Yeah, I mean, I just knew that by looking at it, and then I googled it one day. I was like, okay, that makes sense. But I always knew that Mercedes was always beside Red Bull, and that wasn't on purpose. Like yeah. that wasn't because Red Bull wanted to be beside them the whole time. But um, that is cool for our casual fans or people that don't know that. So thanks for bringing that up. So let's get into the fun part. Tomorrow's predictions. Give me your one to ten. Well, we didn't even talk about our predictions for today. Both of us got it wrong. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't. I said in the office after I I edited the episode that I didn't put Charles in my top three. I'm like, I was stupid. I'm like, I should have removed Georgia thing, but that was an idiot for me for not putting a single Ferrari there. So I I just take that one on the chin to move on. Let me just bring up our our predictions just to remind everyone. So I had Lewis first, Max second, Daniel Ricardo three. Obviously, only one of my three made it. You had Max, George Russell, and Pierre. One of your guys made it as well. Yeah. So yeah, we, we were both. We wrong. failed on that. So let's, but let's get on to our actual predictions for tomorrow. So where's the first incident? First incident is down into turn one. Turn one, okay. Um, who do you have with the? We also haven't even talked. Like they changed this track. It's not the same track. Yeah, I know they changed it, but ball rain sucks. Some anyways. of the slowest corners, you're at 80k an hour. But ball rain sucks anyway, so who cares? Okay. <laughs> Do you like the ball rain track? I, I hate less. it, I, and I, it's slow. The only thing I like about it is the nighttime track. That is the only yeah, thing I like the about it. The floodlights in the desert. That's the only thing I like about it. So who's who's your fastest lap tomorrow? Uh, fastest lap will go to uh, Charles Leclerc. Okay, dragger of the week. Dragger of the week. Oh, K-Mag. K-Mag's not a dragger right now. Remember, we pick our dragger after gotcha, qualifying. Gotcha, Who's your dragger? Gotcha. Who's the bottom okay, 10? okay, okay, okay. My dragger of the week is going to be Yuki. I pick Lando. I think that's an obvious. Okay. I got, I got Lando. Uh, you're not going with Danny. You're not riding out with Danny. No, because I, McLaren has problems. I, I'm picking Lando just because bias. Um, your, your top three. Sorry, top five. Give me your top five. Okay, so here we go. Max first. Carlos second. Ooh. Perez third. Ooh. Leclerc fourth. Lewis Hamilton fifth. fifth. Okay, so give me this. Why does Carlos pass Charles? What is your logic or what you're thinking? I think when it comes to racing, I like Carlos. Okay, that's it's fair. It's literally just personal preference. Personal preference? I think that's fair. If you said he's a better racer, I think they're right beside each other, so I don't hate it. I thought you were going to say 
Charles makes a stupid mistake like he did in practice. Um, I actually have a one-two Red Bull. Wow. I think their long pace race is better. But here's my problem, though. I think this is where my, my, my theory can get thrown into the, into the monkey wrench or whatever the hell the saying is. If Perez does not get off the good start, because we know Perez is sometimes known for that, right? I can see the two Ferraris bullying Max like they did to Lewis last year. So it's hard for me to make that call, but I just have more faith in Red Bull's long, long run pace than I do in Ferrari's long run pace. So my head tells me Red Bull 1-2, Charles, Carlos, and I'm going to throw Lewis there. So we have the same five, just in different order. My heart tells me one, exact same order. My heart would tell me literally what it did lines up today would be the exact same order if there's no monkey wrenches thrown into it. Okay. Because I think that those two cars are better than the um, the Mercedes. What does George finish tomorrow for? You say six, right? Six. Yeah, it's going to be uh, Mercedes 5-6. Does K-Mag get points? for? Sh- oh, yeah. K-Mag scores the first point for Haas. I'm calling him my DNF. Just because of reliability. I think the reliability will have issue. I think Mick scores in 10th. I think he gets a point tomorrow. Haas is getting a point this weekend. And I think it's going to be the first point. point in a very long time. Yeah, I think Mick is grabbing it, though. Does Aston Martin make it way, its way up no, to points? No, no, Listen, uh, Lawrence Stroll, uh, as others have said, looked like he was at a funeral when they unveiled the car. Uh, we thought he was not a human. He looked like he was being held at gunpoint. Um, they're bad. It's getting scary. It is getting, it's 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 concerning, bro. I know you're a McLaren, I mean, uh, Aston Martin fan. Bro, it's bad. You should be worried. If they, they may be the worst team. Listen, we're early in the year, but I'm saying as of right now, you should be a little worried. You talk all this smack about how you guys are going to be a championship team, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, since you've started talking shit and you've gone from Racing Point Mercedes copycat, it's just been bad. Here's my thing, though. You know how, like, you you pointed early in the episode, it's Mercedes engines? It has nothing to do with the engines, No, it has nothing to do with the power unit. It's all engineering. It's all the engineering. It's all about the aerodynamics, the downforce. So it's like, this, this is the ultimate balance for F1 teams. Like I said, I'll die. I'll die on this until episode five. I am not panicking about Mercedes because Mercedes innovation is there. It's just about sure. figuring it out. Also, we I didn't even bring this up, but in uh, practice this morning, Lando was still running uh, with the aerodynamic spray on his car. I don't. They're still trying to test things. Yeah. On. So McLaren figured out its brake issue, and obviously, it's been one of the better teams in porpoising. Maybe their aerodynamics, they've I struggled mean, with pace. We've seen no one else since testing with the green spray on the car. The, Up well, until this morning. They've struggled with pace. I think their aerodynamics have been bad. Maybe because they figured out the porpoising, but I have I was listening more. I did a little deep dive after I've seen McLaren was struggling in FP3. I was like, what is going on with these guys? And they've struggled with pace, which is very concerning in terms of just for this race. But I still think McLaren will finish fourth. I still think they'll figure it out. Yeah, um, I would hope so. I, I think there's so much pressure on that team. Uh, just from a business standpoint, they need to perform. So, anyways, shout out to Bet99. Uh, Bet99 is giving our listeners a welcome offer. Deposit match of 100% up to $600. So, if you want to go bet 100 bucks, they'll match another 100 Head over to Bet99.com. They are our presenting partner here at Lift & Coast. That's it. Hit up Bet99. One last question for you. I know we have a personal attachment. Does Joe finish the race or does he make a rookie mistake? Oh, no. Joe's finishing the race. Okay, cool. So hit up Bet99. Link is in the description. Click it. It will take you directly to the sign-up page. It's our referral link. 
do us a favor. Head over if you like uh, to bet on sports. Yeah. Don't bet on Joe, though. Don't want you guys to lose your money. Bet on my bet on Verstappen or, or Charles. But we, I'm pretty much talked out, man. Like, I'm just ready for tomorrow. I think tomorrow will be a lot more exciting than today. It also feels good that we are able to be back and here on a daily when it's race weekend. It is. It, it feels really good. But I feel bad for... Uh, I feel like... I feel like this is a very dangerous time to be in F1 Twitter space. Bro, and also, these sports books got all the qualifying stuff wrong. They all had those Max 1, Lewis 2, so. But it's crazy, though. Like, it shows you that, like, I don't mean to insult any sport books, but it's like, I know you were kind of on the side of, like, Mercedes will have have it figured out come today, but I don't know, bro. Like, did, did people actually not have Ferrari in their top two? I think it's this is a sport that's so different from like the NBA or the NFL. Like you have a pretty general idea of who can win a game. There's so many variables, especially for the first race of the season with new regulations to really say. But but they're calculated. So shouldn't you have Ferrari because Ferraris look like the overall strongest constructor? Like, right. listen, that's just a quick thing. We don't want to bore you guys anymore. I just think it's crazy that we didn't have Ferrari up there. But we'll see you guys probably late tomorrow. It'll be late tomorrow. We got a champ, some championship games to watch down where we're at. So we will be a little late, but we promise we will try not to be late for any any other episodes. Make sure you guys tap into Bet99. Make sure you guys follow, subscribe. And make sure you guys hit us up on Tile League if you guys have any questions. We always answer our fan questions. And we'll see you guys tomorrow later on. Peace. Peace.